0: This right here is the No Idea podcast with your hosts, the Sturgis Brothers, two guys from northern Wisconsin talking hunting, fishing, and outdoor equipment. So crack a bush latte, kick back, and enjoy the show. No
1: Idea. Welcome to another episode here on the no idea YouTube channel. This is a podcast episode podcast number nine already and sitting to my right is our special guest, Mr. Dan Casper and we'll we'll share a lot more about who he is and what he's about here on the show as well. And then on that side is my brother. He makes up the second half of the No Idea YouTube channel. So again, welcome. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to hit the subscribe button, follow along so you don't miss any content that we're putting out. And Adam, we've been putting out a lot of content lately. We Yeah,
0: we're on a roll. You are on a (laughs) roll. A lot of ideas in there coming to fruition. We have a
1: lot of ideas that we have no idea what the hell we're doing. So um, Hey, let's do this, guys. Because Dan, you absolutely love uh, hunting. Mm -hmm. Uh, You love outdoors. Let's recap our deer season. So, how'd yours go?
2: uh, Well, I tagged out with a spike and a doe over the morning. And then after that, nothing. Saw an albino deer, but that's about it. I I saw
1: that video. I saw that video. Yeah. I saw that video. And it's
2: kind of fun. Like, uh, we've had that land for 12 years, 10, 12 years. Every year we've had an albino deer, either on trail cameras or hunting. So that so
1: that's a that's a genetic thing that's been sticking around mm-hmm. in your...
2: The yeah. first so when we were looking at actually buying it, the f- drove right up to it. There was one bedded down. I'm like, that's got to be a sign. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: we might yeah.
2: have to, we might have to buy this one. Well, so that's crazy. good. <laughs> so,
1: you, do you process your own?
2: We do. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely.
1: So you took it home, hung it in the garage,
2: skinned it out, uh, deboned it. We'll uh, cut it up a little bit later on and stuff, but it's in the freezer. So. Speaking of which, I know because we were talking a little bit off the air. A buddy of mine is a uh, his dad's a taxidermy, so I always wanted a cape done. Yeah. So I was very careful on one of them, and so he's gonna get that. Got to put that in nice. my man cave. Sweet. So. Sweet, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Well, Adam and I, um, we hunt public land, mm-hmm. and this year was really, it was fun.
0: It was fun. It was frustrating. Yep. It's the first year I've been able to have that Monday and Tuesday. Normally I have to work on that Monday and Tuesday, and. fortunate enough it's difficult to get those days off but I was fortunate enough to be able to get those off this year for the first time ever and so we were able to stay up boy all the way through Wednesday so came up Friday stayed till Wednesday and it was it was fun um the gun deer season has turned in a little bit more of a family affair mom and dad are up there and all the kids this year and Aaron your wife came up um my wife will stay Hundreds of miles away from our deer camp, <laughs> so it's like a requirement to shower at a truck stop before I get home. It's that bad. But, anyways, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a, a frustrating year, and I know there's a lot of frustrated hunters around the state, which we'll get into a little bit later. But um, I think a lot of the we- it was so warm those first couple yeah. days, and I, I think it just was a weird October. I mean, it, the the whole. Uh, climate leading up to the gun deer season was just weird and i think the deer movement overall was just kind of yeah. off by us a little
1: bit i noticed by us it's it's uh we ended up having it felt like every hunter that was hunting the public land up by us was by us yeah. like around us yep yeah. and it's so <laughs> tough because we
0: we try to get up there as much as we can and we will do our spy point trail cameras and we'll put those all around and Um, move them around to try to, quote-unquote, pattern the deer. Um, And it's just difficult because when you get to that gun deer season, it's after the first two hours.
1: One one of the funniest things was, one of the most frustrating things this year was, so opening morning is a tradition that my my two youngest kids come out with me. So I'm, you know, we sit in a ground blind. Adam's girls, they go out with him, so he sits in his ground blind. So we're not going to see much and um, and sure enough we're not seeing much at all there's some shooting around us and then we start getting texts from my son he's like yep just saw 3 and we're like well why didn't you shoot <laughs> uncle adam was like why didn't you shoot and he's like well i'm wait you know i want to see if there's a buck cuz he's in his mind he's he, he still thinks it's rut mm-hmm. and yeah. all this good stuff and we're like oh my god dude you got to shoot and then and then yeah just saw just saw a buck, but it was a small one. We're like, dude! Yeah. And then finally, he came in for lunch, and he's like, oh, I probably should have shot that one, shouldn't I? And I'm like, yeah. So then uh, that evening, he took a spike. Yeah. It was his first full harvested uh, buck. Last year, he shot his first buck, but we didn't find it until two weeks later. But this this time, first buck, he got to gut it. We got to drag it. He got to drive it home on the four-wheeler. And it was awesome. I took a little one as well.
0: Yeah. So I played peekaboo with a really nice... I believe it was an eight-pointer. Um, saw it two different days, but it was was driving down the road, so then I tried <laughs> to cut it off on a fire lane, um, and <laughs> yep. it I bumped it. it. It literally barked. It sounded like a dog. It barked at me and then took off. Then I saw it a day later. Uh, and it happened to be a, a truck on the other side of the road that was watching the same buck, and then I was a part of the big group, and then they went in, and a uh, half hour later, heard a bunch of shooting, and mm. I'm sure they got it. So, But, yeah, yeah. we saw a handful of deer just...
1: Just a different it was still year. still good. Mm-hmm. It was different. You mm-hmm. ice fish?
0: I used to a long time
2: ago. I uh, just haven't uh, haven't done it recently, no.
1: Hudson never wants... He, you he... know,
2: that's the thing. Hudson actually... So he's six... And last year he said he wants to go ice fishing. There you go. And I'm like, all right, we're we're gonna have to go now, man. Yeah, you'll so. have to come with us anytime
1: yeah. you want to. Absolutely, it's our kids, and it's just a it's a hoot. But we yeah. got out uh, first ice last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, saw that
2: picture. You guys are
0: nuts. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> well, you tell, Adam, so you we, tell we, the story. I gotta grab another beer. We, we got we got some information. A lot of our friends um, ice fish. I've just been I've been so much more excited about ice fishing this year than even hunting. I, I don't know what it was. Um, more than any other year so we got, i got some information um a couple of lakes just north of bloomer had some really good ice four to six inches and and we went out on that first and of course they said yeah, yeah the bite's really between like 6 30 and 8 30. so well we have kids and all that kind of stuff so we we get them up take care of them and then get out there and it's eight o'clock and by nine o'clock the eight o'clock we roll in and there's 30 guys out on the ice oh jeez by 9 o'clock, everybody was gone. <laughs> and we just arrived. And We're I was like, like that's oh, such a no-idea thing to we do. We have to do life. this <laughs>
1: thing called parenting where we got to get our kids to school and all this yeah. good stuff. So, it,
0: um, so yeah, then we, we transitioned to a different lake, got another tip from somebody. And it was a, it was a bay. Uh, you could see the middle of the lake was still open. Um, but I walked out on the ice, and right away you could kind of see it's where the ice is so thin that it melts the snow even. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I stepped in one spot. I was like, hmm. I was, I was seconds away from telling Aaron I'm just not comfortable. We get you know, and we did drill the holes a couple feet closer to the um, to the shoreline, and like then, that's gonna help. Yeah. Like, okay. But then yeah. we started catching fish. And we're like, oh, we'll we'll stay here. And then um, right about two minutes before we um, pulled out, I, a big blob came up on our Garmin, and it, I set the hook, thinking it was just a nice crappie. And I start reeling, and I'm reeling, and I'm reeling. And I'm reeling and then I realize that oh, my drag is going, and my drag doesn't make a noise or anything, so then it was about a six-minute fight to get the thing up, and yeah, yeah it was a 32-inch northern. It's a and nice one on there, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the biggest northern I've ever caught, yeah. in open water it was or sweet. hard water, and that's on three-pound test of the tiny little wow, crappie yeah. jig. So. bam.
1: So that episode's going to drop here soon, <laughs> hopefully within the next couple of days, uh, but definitely uh, here here very soon. Um, so, Dan, this is your first time at my house. hmm Um... <laughs> What do you think of our fishing boat up front? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said
2: fishing boat was out, I'm like, okay, you know. Thinking the, like a Ranger Rihanna yeah, or something. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe a you know, little robo with, you know, Johnson on the back or something like that. I'm like, okay, that reminds me of like maybe down south or, you know, so, the bayou or something
0: <laughs> like that. <laughs> a 19-foot 19 19. fishing barge, fishing ski barge is what it is. Fiberglass, yeah. flat bottom. Oh. That thing's so, got to be heavier than heck, man.
1: Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Would you just, just get it? Just, well, just to tease this out a little bit, <laughs> um, we've been Christmas shopping for our wives, and we found the perfect boat, yeah. and we found it. Uh, <laughs> this is—we're actually going to turn this into a, a whole season, um, and it's a—we we got it for a couple hundred bucks. We found it in a barn outside of Colfax. <laughs> and uh, we don't know much of the history behind it. We just know it's a 72 C Ray. Um, we don't even know if the motor works. <laughs> it's we a 75
0: horsepower stinger.
1: Stinger. And the one thing I know about that cuz our first
0: our parents first pontoon had a 75 stinger. horsepower stinger on stinger. it. Stinger. And it is loud. But, <laughs> loud, <laughs> but, but they, they two stroke? Yeah, they, they do. Haul. They haul. So
1: what So yes, uh, again, if you haven't subscribed and you want to watch a uh, we're gonna try. We have no idea what the hell we're doing, but we're gonna try to restore this boat. What we want to do, our vision is to turn it into uh, just an awesome fishing machine, duck boat machine, uh, and anything else that we want to do on the water with this thing. Bow fishing. Bow I wanna, fishing. I really Who wanna, wants a bow yeah. fishing. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try <laughs> we're gonna try. And um, the first episode here will drop before Christmas, and that's gonna be one of just basically. <laughs> The getting it home was Yeah was classic getting it home. So I
0: know Steph will never listen to this, so I mean her Christmas present is surprise. It'll be a nice surprise for her.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's just say my wife (laughs) my wife has still she when she comes out, she purposely does not look over on that side of the driveway. She is not impressed.
2: (laughs) So just wait till it's all done though, right? I
1: know. I know. Then we'll have a second boat, and she'll be like, "We don't need two boats." <laughs> yeah, you do.
0: I'm just stoked yeah. to have a boat with a center console. I think. I know. Really cool. It looks badass.
1: <laughs> Looks badass. But wait, so, when you leave, check out the tire if you didn't see the tire. <laughs> oh, boy. And no, I did not see the tire. Just remember, from here to Colfax is about 30 minutes. So, oh, gosh. just uh, use your imagination. All right, uh, moving on into things uh, that you can't make up. Like, you can't make this shit up. We always pull one or two articles. Um, the first one I sent out to you guys for your homework. The first one is actually this guy by the name of Ben. He lives right here in Eau Claire. Um, And I, I don't know if it happened around here in Eau Claire or if it was South of Eau Claire, North of Eau Claire, whatever, but he shot a mountain lion Mm -hmm. because he was, uh, he was actually, he felt threatened by the mountain lion. Uh, he was bow hunting. Um, and I, I didn't realize this. Let me pull it up quick. Um, the article is actually on Meat Eater, uh, Patrick Durkin, which we're gonna we're trying to get him on our pad- podcast. He's a writer yeah. for Meat Eater, and he lives here in the Chip- in the in Chippewa Falls. Um, so he wrote this big article because what happened was, is most people feel like, oh, mountain lion, we never see them. I think the last spotting of a mountain lion here in Eau Claire, he said, was in 1908. Document, oh no, excuse me, the the last documented cougar, I guess, uh, kill. 1908 115 years ago so he said what happened is the minute this hit the news everybody jumped to conclusions Mm. and the couch you know people were basically saying hey uh this dude he should go to jail what the what the hell is he doing all this good stuff but the wardens came out and the wardens did this whole investigation and interviewed him made sure his story lined up went and found the bobcat i didn't realize this but um uh he shot it and he went home Mm -hmm. and immediately called because uh well he knew like first of all cougar uh but then he also uh they said he wanted nothing to do with it because they Mm -hmm. asked him do you want it no he wanted nothing to do with it can you imagine bow hunting and the thing was is they uh he said it kind of it was coming at him instead of being scared and leaving, he was kind of doing that cat crap. The, that the cats stalk. Did, the yep. stalk. Yep.
0: And that's why I if you put yourself in that situation, and I know a lot of people that will have opinions don't put themselves either aren't aren't hunters or whatever. And and it's one thing to see a bear and you see a bear walking around, but when you see a feline from lions or whatever, just watch National Geographic or whatever and and see them in that crouch position face on where they're looking at you. And knowing the fact that they can literally pounce at any second, you don't know when that would be. I, unless it's walking away from you or just kind of walking along, I, that's a really pretty easy decision. Yeah, I've
2: yeah. said it a few times. One of the freakiest things for me that I would imagine is running into a cougar. But the fact that it could be up in a tree and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm yeah. walking around, and yeah. just the fact that it would could jump down like that—that's one of the last things I want to see. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing, too, that was really well done on that one, they didn't release this until after the DA, you know, like yep, we're, yeah. we're not going to charge it because if that thing would have leaked out or would have been reported before all that, I think that would have been more calls like what you were saying with those couch yeah. people saying he should go to jail, he should be fine. But I thought they did a really good job of like let's just go through the process. You know, the DA reviewed it all yeah. and, you know, he yep. cleared him with of everything at that point. And I know I talked to, you probably heard it, you know, our DNR warden Jake about this too. And he said he did everything right. You know, he, yeah. he called the guy or he called the DNR, reported it, took him out there the next day and and they found it. And, you know, he was, that's what, you know, Jake always says too. If you ever have a question, it's better to report or call and, you know, instead of trying to lie or hide it or anything like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it sounds like the guy did it exactly right yeah
1: Yeah. and one of the things uh they said you know like everybody was online jumping on on atop a bar stool uh calling ben this reckless ego-driven trophy hunting killer who should be heavily fined and publicly scorned but yeah i mean they did all their due diligence and the Mm -hmm. warden said he did he did nothing nothing wrong all the evidence lines up so but you uh, see the
2: follow-up too they actually tested it so they tested that cougar. Okay. And it was, like, well-fed and everything. So they were doing all that testing to see if it was, like, going hungry or anything like that. But apparently it was well-fed and healthy and, and everything. Jeez.
1: So. That's <laughs> – you know, that's – I was – when I was Aiden's age, Aiden's 14, I was scared shitless every hunting morning going out when it's dark yeah. in the woods. yeah. Like, but for me, I know you love – love these guys but for me it was always Bigfoot. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna see Bigfoot. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> What's that Bigfoot's gonna come up behind me and tear my head up and I just freak myself out. But th- this is the stuff that I'm always like, oh shit. Yep. Could this happen? Um which leads us into the the next one. This one is uh, we always share something like this, just dumbasses. Um and this guy was busted out in Oregon um for uh basically poaching seven uh wildlife uh, seven let's see here it was four elk and three deer um but what makes this one unique is most people believe that uh poachers never get uh the punishment never fits the crime hmm. that's how a lot of people feel so what's unique about this one is so he poached uh, a four by four mule deer four by five white tail buck elk that was a four by four five by six and a seven by seven bull that they said would be trophy type of uh harvest for many hunters um and they asked the they asked the judge janet for a sentence that fit the crime now what happened in oregon is they passed a bill i think it was 2018 or something like that something where they moved uh, they moved this kind of stuff into uh felony territory and get this, uh, you agree with it or not, I, I imagine, I know what you two feel about this, but he will now serve uh, serve jail time, 14 days in jail uh, for the next three years during mm. the elk season. <laughs> yep. Can Absolutely. You, can, you, yep. <laughs> can, can you imagine, um, like if you do this with um, uh, people who poach fish? Mm-hmm during the fishing season you're in jail you or gotta sit there yep. <laughs> Yeah, or like deer season you poach deer you know from the minute bow season opens up to the minute bow season closes in january you're sitting in jail, or f- jail for a year or two think about this so so the judge agreed to it and like i said he'll spend 14 days in jail while legal Oregon hunters pursue elk but he also on top of this he was he was fined uh, $75,000 in total but he was also, um, he lost his license, his li- hunting license suspended for life. Mm. But sitting in jail.
2: <laughs> you know, I know some of the naysayers will probably say, well, a poacher will still poach. Mm-hmm. You know, find a way to poach or, or whatever. But I would say, too, that the fact that he's got caught, he's going to have extra eyes on him, too. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's my thing right now is a lot of the, a lot of the hunting groups that I'm a part of, uh, this always happens every year after the hunt. Um, especially the nine-day gun deer season, people will be like, hey, we need to bring back back tags and we need to bring back registration stations. And their biggest argument is, is like, well, because without back tags, you know, you're increasing the violation of of people not registering and stuff. But this is a classic case of bad people are going to do bad things exactly. no matter what. Yep. So, but again, shit you can't make up. Man. So, all right, Dan Casper. Friend of the No Idea Boys, um, and Dan is the host of the Dan Casper Show, heard on Sports Talk Radio 105.1 and 790 AM. You can hear him online every single morning at 6 AM at sport, at Sports uh, sportstalk1051.com, uh, where you can listen to his show. You can also watch his show on YouTube and Facebook every morning starting at 6 AM. Where can people find you? Like, I mean, right there, just search Dan Casper.
2: Yep. Just go YouTube as it's like the at sign now that they do it at Dan Casper over there. At Dan Casper. And,
1: and, uh, you also, he also has his own podcast called the Man Cave Podcast as well. You can find that on any, uh, platform that you listen to your podcast. So, uh, dude, okay. How did you get into radio?
2: Uh, strictly by luck.
1: By luck. Like, (laughs) did you, did, in, in school, when they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did you say, I want to be a radio dude?
2: No. Uh, I knew I wanted to do something in sports, though. Um, okay. And I just I had the mindset that I, as bad as this is going to sound, uh, I knew I – I shouldn't say I knew, but I figured I wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do in sports. I remember as a kid I wrote a letter. I was a big Orlando Magic fan, and I wanted to be a general manager. I didn't want to play. I wanted to be a general manager. So I wrote a letter to the Orlando Magic Cause I was a big Shaq and Penny fan and Shaq had left to go to the Lakers and they got Ronnie cycling. I was so upset. I was like in fourth, <laughs> fifth grade and I proposed a trade to get Eric Montross, you know, like, but I'm like, you know what I, and I, this was when the internet started to remember, I don't know if you guys remember like GeoCities, the the yep. website yep. that you can yep. create. I had my own website there, uh, to do sports. I actually did an outdoors one, the natural outdoorsman, Damn. the natural outdoorsman. It was called. And, uh, so I, I knew I wanted to do something like that creative, but I just didn't know what it would what it was, you know. And I went to college and originally was going to be a teacher, uh, just so I could coach and and be involved in sports and change that. Well, first actually it was going to be conservation, and then it went to teacher, and then it ended up being kinesiology here at UW-Eau Claire, but more of a sports management. I'm like I want to be an athletic director, but not necessarily for like a high school. Mm-hmm. Well, that was mm-hmm. parks and rec you know, YMCA's sports director, that sort of stuff. So that's where I got my first job was at Wisconsin Rapids as being their youth sports director. I wanted to be involved with kids and and helping kids out. But while I was doing that too, like me and a buddy, and this was right around the Favre and Rogers, you know, drama there. And a buddy of mine lived in Indiana. So we started our own Packer show on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so we would do that like one night a week and it was like perfect timing because it was leading up to Super Bowl 45 too yeah and I'm like dude this is a lot of fun and I always had you know buddies of mine who would always kind of tease me like just remembering useless sports knowledge like if there was a a Harvard for stupid sports stuff you know that I would have been the dean of that like I just I had every NBA rookie of the year memorized from the 90s 80s and all that stuff but But anyways, we were at Rapids and, you know, we're just kind of doing fun with that. And um, my wife and I, at that time, we were engaged in that, but we wanted to move back to Eau Claire. And she already had a job and I'm just trying to find a job just to get back here and took a job as a traffic director, it's called. And at first, when I first saw that, I'm like, I don't want to go and say, what's on Claremont Avenue, you know, back up <laughs> over there or anything. Like. We
1: have a fender bender in right? Claremont. <laughs>
2: exactly. Your
1: commute is now five minutes longer.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, I looked at it more. I was like, okay, it's like placing commercials into Playlist. So the commercials you hear, that's you, that's what it was is you place those. So I'm like, I'm just going to take it, get in here, and see what happens. You know, it's, it's not going to be a long-term thing. Um, so I took it, and that's where, like, Wax Radio and, and all, all those stations are. And when I started – 12 years ago 12 and a half years ago the sports station they had was all syndicated espn radio it was like on eleven fifty two so the signal was really weak and you know i was there for a while and they found out that you know i'd like sports and that and so they let me do one minute sports like every other day
3: mm-hmm.
2: one minute two minute i shit you not it took me a half an hour to to cut like a one minute two minute thing because i was i wanted it to be perfect <laughs> every single time you know Turned into that. Then they ended up switching the you know news station to add a little bit more sports programming on there. Ended up doing like a ten minute show, half hour show, hour show, and then 2016, they went all from news talk to sports talk, and that's kind of where it's it's at right Which now. Which was the so. best decision?
1: Yes, yes. Because <laughs> a we got you, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. So if 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 someone were to tell the Dan twelve. 15 years ago, that you'd be Mm -hmm. at a radio station with your own radio show doing what you're doing on all these platforms, you'd probably laughed at them?
2: Probably, because I even remember, like, I thought I was, like, you know, doing this blog talk radio thing, and podcasts were starting to become a thing uh, a little bit. (laughs) I remember the – was it the Packers? I think it was the Packers, or maybe it was like PackersNews.com, had a job opening – for a writer i'm like oh okay I'm, I'm gonna send my resume and you know i do this for about two months now <laughs> never got a call back uh weird <laughs> but uh, but yeah honestly i never would have thought that and that's why i think like seeing what you guys are doing it reminded me so much of how i kind of got going to and yeah. it's so cool to see that i mean you guys are way far advanced than you know anything we started i mean this is it's but all it, for looks <laughs> it is. look good play yeah. good yeah, yeah. You know, i, I I uh, I I go to the sermon of Dion too. Look good,
0: play yeah, good, look right good, there. play Absolutely. good. So, so you're saying 12 years from now, Aaron and I are gonna exactly quit like, our jobs and just you'll be, be on like Outdoor Channel. We'll be the, the you know? we'll
1: be the Pat McAfee yeah. <laughs> of the outdoors. <laughs> of, of the outdoors. Yeah, I'll be standing up <laughs> yeah. with my shirts off and just yelling at the camera with the cutoffs and yeah, everything. With the too. cutoffs yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> It'll be
2: awesome. I can see that,
1: yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, and we'll be paying Steve Rinella like a million dollars to be our guest. <laughs> yeah. Woo!
0: <laughs> and then Steve's going to go on a darkness retreat. And- yeah.
1: jeez, It'll <laughs> be fun. So, a, ma- <laughs> a majority, I mean, it's, you know, I would say you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but 80% is all sports. It's sports, mm-hmm. sports, sports. And uh, here in Wisconsin, we highlight Packers, Badgers, Bucks, and the Brewers. And it just so happens that at the time of the recording of this podcast, the Packers mm-hmm. just get, came off of a Monday night loss to the Giants. So I have a question for you. Before we get into it... It's not even 24 hours yet. Man. I know. Before we get into it, what's, what do you dread more? Or, or no, what's harder? To lead a radio sports talk show after a Packer win? Or is it harder to get engagement after a Packer loss?
2: It's harder to get engagement after a win. Okay. It's easier to engage, get engagement after a loss it's more frustrating, though, to do a show after a loss, though, because you feel almost like a uh, psychiatrist or a therapist yeah. Yeah. a little bit here because that's that's the one downfall of, of that all. Uh, and, you know, it's no fault to anybody, but it's like you are kind of the sounding board for a lot of frustrated fans. Yep. So you kind of take all that and it's like, man, I'm depressed now even more here yeah, everybody else yeah. kind of come to you with, with your frustrations. Definition but, of fandom. Yeah.
1: So what is your, uh, what's your initial take of last night?
2: Uh, it was a, a team that lost on all phases. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't still. Or I don't know if it's a lot, but there's, there's a vocal few. It looked like a team that still is very inexperienced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a team that was very not ready uh, to go out there coaching-wise. Player-wise, Jordan Love, for all the great stuff that he has been doing the last couple of weeks, did not look sharp. Um, you know, special teams blunders, penalties, mm-hmm. and I mean, pick something. It it there was something. It was on all mm-hmm. phases last night, and I think that's that includes coaching. It just and for all that too, they still had a shot. You I know. know, they yeah, still they had a and, and, yeah.
0: and I think that's where you see the. It definitely was a it was an inexperienced a young team loss. Mm-hmm. It clear I mean just the mistakes that were made all all the way across the board, including the coaching, like you said. But to be in the game at the end and then to take the lead like they did, um that shows you, I think, some also some maturity from the players that you can still play bad mm-hmm. and be in the position to win games. Yes. Yep. That's gonna be that's indicative of a of a solid team. Um again, the fact that we're sitting here thinking that they're I mean they're They control their own destiny. Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So. I like
2: you, man, with your, you you need to, you need to tell more fans that stuff too, man. (laughs) I like that. So (laughs) segue
1: into my next point because, so it bugs the, I don't know if it bugs the shit out of my brother, uh, but it it probably, it's it's comical. (laughs) I think it's comical for him that I come onto your, your podcast and talk Packer stuff because I never played football. Mm -hmm. No, you don't even watch the games. I do. I watch the games. He'll be texting
0: about the Packer game and I'll be like, oh, are you watching? No, I'm in the bowl stand. I was like, what (laughs) What? the? (laughs) You're just reading Twitter and Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. (laughs) He never played. He doesn't. But you can't even identify an odd or an even front on defense. So (laughs) it's like, what are you doing (laughs) giving your
1: hot takes? (laughs) It's like. And it was uh, it's it's is funny. So I like <laughs> it bugs him so much. So when I come on your podcast, I'm like, "Oh god, this is going to be so fun." <laughs> and so, um, oh, and I just put that shit in a bank, too. Okay, like when
0: Aaron when Aaron talks and I'll listen to it and I'll just yeah. I'll bake it then for he a couple bring, weeks he later and he brings I'll the bring shit it back, back and he
1: brings <laughs> in my throws it in my face. But you said boom. But That's awesome. okay, question though for someone who doesn't know how to even fronts. Was last night Okay, first of all, did anyone in here when they scored the go-ahead feel like, okay, Green Bay's defense is going to put this away? No.
2: Nope.
1: Second of all, was it just me <laughs> who never played? Did it feel, though, like last night the defense was just way more vanilla than it was the they, previous? They did not
0: bring pass pressure at all. They yeah. run blitzed. Okay. They br- run, and they, they were that, honed in on What's Barty? that
1: thing where linemen switch when they stunts say, and 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 yeah. and stuff. I didn't yeah. see yeah. any of that.
0: No, they they definitely were sitting back waiting for Devito to and make he had, mistakes. And yeah, he, and, and he had. He had a, th- and he, he's an NFL quarterback, and I know he's yeah. young, and he shouldn't get yeah. beat by him. But it's like he's also an NFL quarterback. Like he's going to have a good game, and he had a good game. Got to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: and that's that. That's the frustrating thing. Is yep, I will. Yes, I agree. They're a young team, but on that defensive line, they're not. I mean, those are veterans. Mm-hmm. They're made up mm-hmm. of veterans, and. They just were, it was just, it was weird. It was like night and day difference between the last three weeks and, and it last reminded night. me a
2: lot of the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you had a younger quarterback, Kenny Pickett, you know, receivers, and you'd think you'd go in like, okay, that was, cause that was the first game that Valentine and Valentine starting. And a lot of teams would like, okay, we're going to go after those corners, right? We're, we're, Pittsburgh just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, and had a lot of success with it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's that nug, and I brought this up a couple times. Patrick Mahomes' worst quarterback rating, his two starts is against Joe Barry, mm. but Joe Barry has to realize, okay, you can you can slow down Patrick Mahomes, you can't play that same style of defense against a Devito, a Kenny Pickett, you know those guys that are going to not try to, you know, you can't rely on those guys to win you a ball game. Right. You, you can slow down those top tier quarterbacks, but you go up against, like you said, they're waiting back for for Devito. Put a little bit more pressure on him to make
0: that mistake, Mm -hmm. though. Too yeah. The the one thing that we did see last night, though, is that you didn't see in a lot of other games, and they probably didn't see a whole lot on film, was Devito can he's mobile. Yeah, like he's he's not a running quarterback, but he's very, very mobile. And I don't care what defense you are, you go back twenty years in the NFL, no defense is good against a really mobile quarterback. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not a running quarterback, just a mobile quarterback, and that that made it tough because they're bringing four. And there's way too many alleys for him to just get out and run because they did get pressure once in a while, but it was a quick, it just quick yeah. pop out and go. Yep.
1: But yep. now, after last night's game, Packers rank 31 out of 32 teams for rushing defense. Mm. They are the worst rushing defense. Mm-hmm. That's just been like that's. And been most of those the,
0: yards, I think, from the rushing standpoint, last night were all Devito. Yeah. They bottled up Barkley. I mean, yeah. you could tell the game plan was. You take away uh, that 34-yard run he had; it was like 19
2: yep. carries for 50 some yards. Yeah, and you'd Correct. take that any day of the week. Yes, Saquon. Yep. Well,
0: it is what I don't. But they left it open on the back end with uh, mm-hmm. with the passing game then, yep. and it was just it's one of those deals where it you can see when when they're clicking from a coaching standpoint where you're making the other team adjust to your adjustments, yes. mm-hmm. and they were. It was the script was script was flipped. Yep, I mean, yeah. we were trying to make adjustments based on what they were doing, and that's that's coaching one on one. But that was just one of those games where they were playing from behind all the time. And that, yeah. the perfect example of that, I think, is Kansas
2: City when they went out there, you know, and they mm-hmm. scored right away. And you're making Spagnolia in that top five defense adjust to what they're doing yep, on the correct. offensive side.
1: Oh, hey, just this just popped up on Twitter. Matt Lafleur called another end around. <laughs>
2: You got my ears oh perked when you first oh. said that. I'm like, wait a minute, breaking news here. You're like, I got to go back to the station. <laughs> yeah. Hold on.
1: Okay, really quickly, let's just kind of skim on these. Um, Badgers, okay. Badgers, I felt football-wise, Football, okay. football-wise, I'm like, dang, they they showed, I think, the potential. Um, it was exciting at least to finally bring the ax back. I, I say finally because it's only been two years after we had it for 20-some <laughs> You ask thousand. a lot of Badgers,
2: that's too long, though. I know, days, that's so, way yeah.
1: too long. Yeah. Um, so that's cool and they just got the the dude that kept flip flopping
2: Oh yeah, uh Leon. Leon. Yeah. Leon
1: Lowry, yep. 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 yep, they just picked him. Yeah, they got him cool. and How old are you?
0: Uh 37. Okay. So you you weren't quite to I remember being at Water Street during homecoming when the when uh yeah. the block punt. Block Len- punt and Leonard Leonard, Leonard, Leonard yep. Blocked it. Yep. Blocked it and <laughs> <spurt> <laughs> and that was In the, the, the start metronome. of the long. They got the axe back and then we had it from that point on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still we had a house the party scar. on Water Street <laughs> during homecoming at UW-Eau Claire homecoming. Yeah, and it was. I
1: still have a scar because I was sitting at the table at uh, uh, Dooley's Pub and I jumped up and hit my head on the light. It was awesome. So, um, the basketball program mm-hmm. I think is. Uh, is playing above pe- expectations. I mean, although they really didn't put up a fight against number one Arizona.
2: No, but you had your freshman Blackwell coming off the bench and putting up 17. Yeah. Between him and AJ Storr, those two, I think, if they stay around for a nice couple of years, they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Store is a freak athlete. Yep. I mean, he
0: is so athletic. His yep. first
2: step is... Whoa. And he's six, seven too. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best Crazy. part. Yep.
1: So, okay. Um, Bucks, what's going on with Bucks? Are you worried? You know... <sighs>
2: It's 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 a weird first quarter of the season because they're one game out of first place. Uh, Yet you're hearing a lot of like you know Bobby Portis apparently calling out the coach after the in season tournament, calling out his teammates. I'm like Bobby, you scored scored four points so two in that game too. (laughs) So it's like you know you know calling the kettle hot or Mm -hmm. you know black there too. But it's I I just wonder if a lot of it is because the expectations were so high, kind of like Badger football, where they came in you know Damian Lillard's in there. You got Giannis. This is going to be a super team that any little blip is going to be so magnified with with this team. And, you know, it doesn't help that it's getting to that point now where people are talking about body language with Giannis, which is giving me flashbacks to Aaron Rodgers now with, Mm -hmm. with body language. Mm -hmm. But all that little stuff I think is so magnified because the, the attention and the pressure is so high on this group. When you make a move to bring in a Damian, Damian Lillard, and, you know, it's a first-year head coach. You know, there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be, you know, some you know kind of getting used to each other. But I think still that Terry Stotts move of leaving a week before the season started, he was your main assistant yeah. head coach. He was your offensive guy. And he was with Dame for nine, eight years in Portland. I still don't think we've found out the true story why he left a week before the season started. Right. And that might have been the first Okay, is there something else, you know, behind the scenes Yeah, uh, a little bit? But now I think you kind of have to wonder, I don't think we're there yet, but if you start to hear more of these rumblings and rumors, is it, to lack Mm -hmm. of a better phrase, the inmates running the asylum? Mm -hmm. You know, with a first-year head coach, do those players like, all right, no, this is what we're going to do, coach. You know, it's not that established veteran coach. Because I do wonder if they would have hired a guy like Nick Nurse, who's in Philly right now, won a championship with Toronto. Are we hearing that stuff? I don't think we are. But the fact that it's a first-year head coach – Mm-hmm. You, you kind of start to hear that stuff a little bit.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. Uh, a lot of the talking heads say, you know, we're not even at Christmas yet. So, right. Yeah. It, exactly. For the NBA season, we, you know, it's hard to it's hard to imagine that that they could still be easily playing in June yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a long way. There's a lot of ball game left. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> but then, as one of the more transitioning now, one of the more depressing things as a oh. small mark, market baseball fan to see the deal that just happened oh. w- with the Dodgers. Did you see um,
2: that deferred money? <laughs> no. Oh I my just, God. What I just don't get
0: is how how <laughs> these small market teams like the Brewers, like how do you even how do you how are you gonna compete? Like the future is so bleak.
2: You are gonna have to do what they did with Cheerio and take mm-hmm. more gambles and risks that way. Yeah. It's, Me it's,
1: meaning find them young. Yep. Uh and sign lock them up. lock them up, sign them. So that if they produce, you can say, "Whoa, that's a good deal." Yep, got a bargain. And then pray and cross your fingers that they don't turn into like a, you know, I don't know, like Ryan Braun at the end of his career, kind of, yep. or even pat, maybe a Yelich, list
0: Ash. Yeah, Hey, I got his c- signature right up over there, <laughs>
1: uh, right up on, the, on underneath oh, there, underneath the deer. You know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he was <laughs> at Memorial <laughs> High School. He did a meet
2: and greet. <laughs> even two Aaron on there. Look at that. I know. I know. I like
1: that. Well, so. So there's that, um, but but like you said, that's the direction the Brewers have to go in all these small market teams. But then, to I mean, it all started with Council bailing and heading to our rivals, mm-hmm. the Devil. In the Cubs. <laughs> I like him too. I hope I, I, hope, like he doesn't, I hope he's not listening. I hope <laughs> he is there. now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right? But it's 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 hard. It's you know, the, the cards are stacked and I don't know if we'll ever see like a salary cap in major mm-hmm. league baseball in our time if no. there ever will be.
2: Uh the players. I mean those player the players union for baseball and we've seen it how many it seems like every few years those two and the management for baseball, they go at it. You know, yeah. they can't they take mm-hmm. forever to, to agree on anything and players union never will agree to that.
1: Um and so at the end of the season, your hopes were where? compared to where they are now for or better yet the outlook that you have for the brewers is where today versus end of or end of september
2: my outlook is the thing is it's such a i feel like they're going to start the season still with Corbin. i know that's the the main main question are they going to trade corbin willie adamas you know i feel like they're going to start the season with those guys and then they'll get to that trade deadline see where they're at yeah okay. um and then if they're, you know, if it's clearly they're out of playoff contention, you're gonna say bye bye to those guys. And I and I would get that. I would understand that. You gotta get something in return for those guys. But when you look at how this team is currently constructed, it it eerily to I guess to put an example, it kind of reminds me a little a little like a Ted Thompson Packers team, where they've got that bridge where they're gonna be competitive enough to maybe get in that postseason, then let's see what happens. I mean you, you look at the, – the bridges are there. Pat Murph – Ricky Weeks is going to be the manager in a few years. I mean, that's yep. that's a foregone conclusion. So you got him there. It's on-job trading. Jackson Cheerio, he may be opening day starter. He may, there's a bridge already right there. All those young guys, they want to have that team so they're at least competitive and not have that total rebuild. I don't think they're a playoff team right now. Yeah. Um, But – you know what, they've surprised us a lot the last few years, and I guess we'll really find out if that was council or if that was front office moves to bring in those players too.
0: Ricky Ricky Weeks, you want to see a look at his rookie card compared to his last year card? Yeah, he he grew a little bit (laughs) (laughs) magically.
1: So one of the things, if you recall um, in your podcast, I talked about, uh, what was that term, Adam, that you call me?
0: Coach, 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 right? coach, coach, maybe. coach. Every year on Facebook, the opening day of NFL, I have a post that goes out because I have I have friends that don't even they don't even text me anymore because I just like I just chew them out because like dude, they don't text me during a game because like you don't know what you're talking about like um because and and you you hear them all the time calling in the next day oh, I mean yeah. it, it's and it's and they need I like. It's nothing. Against, no, it is something against him. I mean, it's just—it's like, <laughs> dude, just like have. It's just unreal how, um, delusional some takes can be by the couch coaches. I, like I said, I call Aaron the couch coach all the time. Yep. He's,
1: so when I said that, and you're like, dude, that's so funny. My brother went and ordered a gift for you. Oh God. two gifts. So we got a hat. Oh, my God. And we have a coffee cup. Coffee cup right there. <laughs> couch coach. That's awesome. There the, you go. The
0: irony of it is I, I've listened to your show, <laughs> and what I like about your show is I, I wouldn't consider you a couch coach. I'd consider the, some of your uh, callers, like A-Ron. <laughs> a, a a, a as a couch coach. But, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. That yes. is awesome. That.
1: that is awesome. Add had that to your man. Thank Kay you. Or your...
2: Absolutely, yeah. man. That is so cool. But you're right. I mean, I'll to, to get a little real, sometimes it is hard, like, to, you know, because you want to be respectful of everybody's opinion, too, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, everybody's got, got that right for that, too. But it's like there's sometimes, there's some of them, it's like the one that really grinds my gears, if you will, Yep. are, like, the takes, like, he's lost a locker room. How the hell do you know if he's <laughs> yeah. lost a locker room?
0: You're not in there. You yeah. don't know what's yeah, going, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. It's like – And it's like – so, perfect example, too, is Aaron is going – On about this jet sweep Mm -hmm. with Reed. Okay. (laughs) Obviously, from the surface level, as a fan, it looks like, oh, they're running that a lot. These guys spend hundreds of hours in the film room and they know they're trying to place things like pawns. And again, they're trying to get the defense to go here. And then once they go there, then they'll do this. And then once they do that, then they're going to do this. That we cannot conceptualize how com- complex that is and yeah. it's all based off of just in, in and in um football's getting so much like um Billy Bean type of stuff where yeah. it's all just numbers yeah, it's all just go we're going to we're going to go do this based on this stat
3: mm-hmm.
0: yep. and that's kind of like that that sweep type of a thing too it's like yeah they ran it a lot last night and we can sit here and debate but we're also getting one, I love watching football games and stadiums from the end zone. Mm-hmm. That is a whole different view yep. of the game. My father-in-law um, was a defensive coordinator over at um, D.C. Everest okay. through all their glory years, knows football big time. I love watching games mm-hmm. with him because you start, oh, what are they doing? What are... And he can pick things out that you would never even know or think about. Exactly. Yep. And it's, it's frustrating, though, talking football with somebody who really knows it, though, too, because all they talk about is, the O-line and D-line play. That's mm-hmm. all they talk about. Yep. So that cliche of it all starts at the line. Up I front with the yeah. mid-boys, yep.
1: So there you go. So, okay, let's move on. Let's close up here. Um, Dan, you are also an avid outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the webpage, it says you can find... You can find Dan in the woods, on the lake, camping, but you can also find him in the backyard doing one of his favorite things, grilling out. And my question for you, and you got to be very careful how you answer this because of the guy sitting next to you, is are you a pellet grill or are you a charcoal?
2: Charcoal. Okay. That boy. (laughs) Yeah, charcoal. I've got both. Pellet is easier, but charcoal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep.
1: Um, but you also do you still have the DK outdoors? Uh, a little bit here. And yeah. There. yeah, yeah. But a little you, bit. but you, um, you mix in outdoors and sharing your thoughts. But you uh, on your on your radio show about outdoors, you bring on uh, a game warden. Yep, Jake. Uh, yep. Jake every single Thursday, I think it is, where yep. listeners can uh, can text in questions that they have, uh, and boy, do we have some questions. That are, I mean, mm-hmm. the when you think about where we are with hunting, um, and listening to the questions, I think the last month, month and a half, it's constantly been asking about drones.
2: Yes, I was just going to say that's um, the most popular drones, one.
1: Yep. and then night scopes, yep. night vision kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, that just shows where where we're heading and what's going on with the with with hunting. But how did you growing up in Medford, right? Yep. How did you get into it? Did, did your fa- was your father a hunter? What I it was mean- a
2: family thing. Uh, you know, my grandpa. I mean, my aunts. I, I still hunt with my aunt too. It was just something we. It was grown up to do. Um, you know, I started sitting when I was six, seven, uh, carrying the BB gun. Yep. Uh, while that's where, like, one thing, like, I, I think it kind of gets overlooked. I don't know how you guys do it, but like, I think that's what really kind of got me into hunting too. Like, I would go sit with family members while they're bow hunting, but they would let me bring the BB gun, you know, porcupine comes out or a squirrel mm-hmm. comes out, you know, I'm making noise, you know, now I look back at, I'm like, dang, I was kind of ruining their hunt, you know, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think that was a big thing that got me to, cause then I wanted to go every weekend. I wanted to go out there. I wanted to, you know, experience that. And so I was doing that since, you know, six, seven. I mean, the old school BB guns, one, you know, lever action, one thing there. Yep. Uh, inaccurate as all hell. Yep. Um. But, and then, you know, I remember 12 years old going out bow hunting, uh, rifle hunting, and doing the whole whole shebang there. And it's, I was thinking about this actually on the way here. Mm-hmm. 25 years I've already been bow hunting. And it's
0: like, dang. Lord. You know, but Uh-oh. but I was sitting since i've been six over 30 yep. some years so bow, bow hunting's probably your jam or any other yeah we of do that you...
2: we do i mean it's it's the rifle too but bow hunting has always kind of been that i think that special one obviously mm. i have more success in rifle hunting uh because you know we used to go on public land too uh Miller Dam, yellow river right across from my biggest buck you know as a as an eight pointer i got public land over there it's it's a shoulder mount too but last few years i've Nobody did it in my family but I just started doing it for years. I love turkey hunting now. Mm. Uh, and and ever since I got my first turkey and I called it in, I've been addicted to that because yeah. to see that actually work and to hear it gobble back, it was like, "Oh, that's that was kind of like an adrenaline right there." I'm like, "That's that's my that's
0: my thing right now." So, you ever do the duck hunting or ge- ge- That's one thing hunting? I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to do that. That's that same feeling. I've actually yep. never been turkey hunting. They they've said the same thing Aiden and Aaron have. But goose hunting, it's the same thing. You call, and then you get them to turn, yep. and they come right at you, and they put their wings down. like they're. Just and when you're, oh.
1: what is it called, when you're on the X? On the
0: X, on and, the there's X and there's hundreds of birds around. Coming, mm-hmm. coming that's, in.
1: That's well, cool. get here's the good news, though, is you have some friends that have a duck boat now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. So, got a little work to do. Got a little work. So uh, talk, share your thoughts, I guess, if you will, or your opinions, just the culture of hunting in Wisconsin. Um it's a deep, deep, rich tradition, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's something that um, you talk to anybody in Wisconsin. I mean, it's it's just a part of our heritage. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, what was the numbers that they had for rifle season? Like f- everybody in 50 states and then how many countries across the world or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that? I mean, it was kind of funny when, you know, Adam was talking about finally gotten a couple days off to go rifle hunting, and I'm, it reminded me of, like, you know, school. Uh, when I was in school, we could we had to go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but they do the prearranged for yeah. for hunting. Well, the plans aren't slipped. They get signed by the yeah. Yeah. teachers. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 And it's like there's no other time you could you could do that besides it was because of hunting season. And it's just been you know for for that culture. It's something I grew up with. Like I remember every weekend going to my grandparents' house, and we. The, the land we'd go to we'd call it the 40 because it was forty acres. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can still I haven't been there in years. It's not in the field. But I could tell you right now how to get around that place. You know, it was I can still remember my first deer stand on there. I mean it was a eight foot plywood stand that had an old TV tower as a ladder with a bench on there. I mean I love looking at old tree stands yeah. like walking through the woods and finding those old wood yeah. ones there. But you know I just and I don't pay attention to it much on, on social media, though, too. It's like I do kind of wonder, has that changed it a little bit for some of the yeah. youngsters out there? Yeah. Um, you know, because even my son, Hudson, he's a little apprehensive to go out there. I mean, he's – teaser, he's getting a BB gun for Christmas. But uh, – <laughs> <Hudson. laughs> uh, Don't listen to yeah, this. Yeah, don't listen to this, Hudson. Um, but, you know, he's even a little apprehensive. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if – because he sees this stuff on TV. You know, like mm-hmm. YouTube or, or stuff like that. And it's like you try to control it a lot, but then he comes home from school and, you know, it's so-and-so said this or, or, or whatever. But I think it what helped me, though, too, was growing up in a small town. You know, Metford was 4,000 people, the biggest city in the county. Yep. And I worked at high school. My job was at Shout Out Easy Stop. It's not there anymore. It was a full-service gas station, but we sold guns behind the counter mm-hmm. and live bait. Yeah. I mean that would, if that's not Wisconsin right there, that, that's yep. Wisconsin yep. in a heartbeat. And I loved it. And yep. I loved it. And you, you don't see that stuff no, anymore.
1: Like, you know, and that's been one of the one of the arguments we mentioned earlier is is the idea like I remember <clears throat> you'd get done hunting for the day and you'd come into town, you would drop stuff off at the at the house, and then you would head downtown of Bruce and you would slowly drive past each bar mm-hmm. to see the trucks with the tailgates down and what kind of bucks they have. Then we'd go to uh, Express Mart uh, that was on 40 and eight and you would just, you'd literally get out of your car and just stand there and watch people pull in and pull out registering their deer. And, and you're right. You just don't have that. And, and we post, you know, the other thing too is we posted um, uh, an article a little, a little while ago saying, asking the question, are we making hunting just too easy Mm -hmm. uh, for for kids, kind of getting at the concept of, you know, in in the age of cell cameras that will send pictures to the kids and to me yep. uh, immediately, so that you you know, it's just, are we are we making it harder to get kids passionate and invested in what it means to be a hunter? And uh, I think
3: one
2: of my concerns too is like, if I'll use Hudson example, if he doesn't have luck right away, yeah, you know, is that gonna deter him yep. i mean yep i didn't get my first bow deer since uh, until i was in college yeah you know for bow hunting that was like my first bow buck i didn't get until college and it took a few years even just to get my first doe w- with a bow and now i feel like too it's like okay if he doesn't have that instant success is he gonna even want to keep going out there mm-hmm. you know and that's like how do i how do i combat that how do i you know continue to like it's it's about putting in the work and it's just enjoying your time out there like that's how i i go out there and that's where i just like clear my head man Mm -hmm. and that's where i think about stuff and just that's where some of you know my thoughts and all that stuff comes out and i just loved being out there and you know there's a long time where i wouldn't even see anything out there was it frustrating as a kid yeah it was but it didn't deter me Mm -hmm. but i feel like now it if if i were a kid in this day and age i i kind of wonder would it deter me to go out there or not
1: because they have so much so many other things yeah. to choose from yep. and sitting in the woods and not seeing something is that something that's going to excite them and i, I don't know so you know when we talk about the state of hunting in Wisconsin today um, a lot of the reflection or the opinions i hear from from hunters discouraged hunters is because they're comparing the hunt today to what it was in 99, mm-hmm. 2000, when I wanted to see a deer, I just got up and walked around in the woods mm-hmm. when the deer herd was closing in on 2 million, you know, and, and we're, we want that again. Um, and so because we don't, there's just this weird vibe going on. And, and, and I think it, it's affecting, if you look at the numbers, uh, the deer harvest numbers uh, are, are down, and you can you can you can peel the numbers back any way you want, but the reality is is they're down mm-hmm. significantly. We're not talking single digit percentage points. we're talking about double digit and then even licenses are being are fewer licenses. when we bought our cabin, the cabin next to us uh there is eight nine trucks now there's. There's, you know, eight, nine trucks, and they had about 10 hunters. Now they're down to four hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys down at the Sugar Shack, you know, this year we asked if if the regulars were coming up, and they're like, wow, well, they're coming up. Uh, this one's coming for one day. The next one's coming, you know. Um, so they're not as regular. So you're seeing a lot uh, fewer hunters, a lot uh, less deer being harvested, which then what do people do? They say, well, that's because we don't have the deer like we used to. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, they talk about wolves and predation and hunter numbers, harvest numbers. So they
0: all turn into couch conservationists. Oh yeah, Yeah, there's a new hat right there. (laughs) I mean, they do. Doesn't roll off the tongue as well. (laughs) People just think. I mean, again, the the reasons why. First off, ecology. That's it's gonna it it pendulums. You're not always going to have two million deer in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the state of hunting not just in Wisconsin, but nationwide is a huge cult- cultural thing with this generation, with everything that's happening with social media, with, and it all ties in together. We're seeing it in the workforce with, ki- with kids that are coming out of high school. We see it in our generation even because we're the, we're the first generation and the only generation that had – we didn't have a cell phone to sit in the deer stand with right. us, but yep. now we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're that kind of that first generation that had it, a little bit of both. Um, and I, it's just, to me, it's that, it's that mm-hmm. instant gratification. I, we know that the uh, child psychologists have been screaming that, that uh, the, the dangers of all that kind of stuff with instant gratification. So yeah, it's going to be real difficult for a, a kid or even a teenager to just go in the woods and just sit and be, mm-hmm. yeah, and just be yeah. there and not playing games. I catch I myself doing it. That's what, I mean, you, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sitting there playing Euchre and all that kind of stuff and, yep. That that is going to, yeah. It's just and then other things going on and other opportunities of just different things to do. It's yeah. Well, then it's tough.
1: then it's a comparison game too. I think with with um, high fence farms and mm-hmm. they all have their own social media platforms and we have the TVs and the and the shows. You know, and then social media where people can post that perfect picture where I can turn my eight pointer that looks in, looks oh. that that's about a that's about an eighty six inch eight pointer, and I can make it look like it's a hundred and forty two inch, um, and then and then filter it and post it, and everybody's like, oh my god! And then that's I just think it 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 I think it's it's negatively affecting things than what we believe it mm-hmm. is. So
0: they they also the technology though going back to that where we talked about drones and the night scope and all that kind of stuff but also then getting into ice fishing and pan optics and all that kind of stuff so you see all the kids will see all the grip and grins and do all that kind of stuff And that is their expectation when they go out you don't see a beautiful grip and grin of a doe you know on the back you don't see like hundreds of those you'll see them once in a while but um because that is we talked about this last year um with warden perry Jeremy Perry, uh, we had him on and we talked about how it is you don't, they're not earning it anymore. I mean, it goes back to that. You find a hundred dollar bill on the ground then you lose it a day later. You're kind of like, eh, that sucks. But you earn that hundred dollars from your work and then you lose that. Now you're pissed. So same thing with, I mean, even ice fishing, pan optics. It's like, if you have the money to do that, you are going to be very successful on the ice. Mm -hmm. So even the technology aspect of how I, I just, I don't like it. I mean, I, I trust me. It's fun to use. <laughs> I remember using the trail timers, you
2: know, for deer hunting. Yeah. You would have the rope on there. You had the rope, and they yeah, tripped them. Yeah, and they trip them, and they're like, "Now you think about was it, like, was well, that even a freaking deer? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like or the old D battery trail cameras that took yep. like ten of those suckers, 10, yeah. and, and they'd and last a week. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Man. That's,
1: so what? What do you? I mean, what are you just? Where do you see hunting, especially now that you have a six-year-old? um where do you see hunting today in wisconsin i mean because ask anybody and i can guarantee you 90 percent, the first thing out of their mouth is going to be wow well, those
2: goddamn wolves and all yeah. that
1: stuff and you're just like holy crap mm-hmm. so what how do what's your what's your opinion on the state of wisconsin wisconsin's hunting today
2: um it's definitely <laughs> uh it's definitely different than what I remember like just kind of listening to you guys go back and forth a little bit you know I was thinking about what it was like when I was a kid I mean I I grew up watching do you guys remember the TNN it's now Spike TV yep but it was TNN in like Saturday mornings yep real tree yeah, uh, yeah. A real tree yeah. outdoors real tree yep. or Zan- yep. Yep. and all yep, yep. Bill Dance, love Bill Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I could still sing that theme song out there. But those were guys that like I grew up like yeah. watching and kind of idolizing now too. But now it's like you got kids idolizing TikTokers and YouTubers yeah. and and all that stuff. Honestly, I you know I there I, I just had this conversation with my wife the other day. Like I'm generally worried that Hudson doesn't want to go. Yeah, hunting and I don't want to be that parent that no, you're going. Yeah, you know, and and then make him resent. You can't make him. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to do that, but I there's a part of me that is worried because of so much else going on out there. Is that is that something that's going to interest him? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I go down a rabbit hole. Oh, I mean, who am I going to pass the land down to? You know, (laughs) all that stuff. You know, but it it, to me, I am a little concerned too because I even remember too. You guys talk about like instant and other stuff going. I remember going to. These events at the conservation club, Chelsea Conservation mm-hmm. Club, you know, showing dogs and how they retrieve, you know, a bird or doing these archery targets or fishing a day. D- do they even do that stuff anymore? You know,
0: I, I, at least I don't hear about I don't you know, hear about doing it. You that don't. stuff. And that's um, I, I just pulled it up really quick. Quick, outdoor kids in an inside world. I have that, that book. that yep. that is. I, mm-hmm. I think Amazing every book. every yep. parents um, in that situation. And I think you just said a big part is that conservation. Um, And I think that's a word I wish people would use more and understand more, um, is conservation. And I think teaching a kid that first or alongside with parallel with the hunting is, I think that provides the opportunity to hook them quicker Mm -hmm. and easier than just, hey, we're going to go out and kill something so we can take a picture and post it on
2: social media. Right. And that's kind of where I think it benefited me going back to when I was a kid, just going to sit with all my family members carrying a BB gun. I never saw somebody shoot a deer mm-hmm. because now I realize, oh, well, I'll screw everybody up, <laughs> you know, but I was having fun out there. You know, I was trying to shoot a, you know, a leaf or something or a pop can on the, on the, on the branch or something. But that's what got me like, okay, I want to go back. I want to keep yeah. coming back.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. So remind the listeners again, where can they find you?
2: Uh, well, Facebook, they still yep. call it Facebook. Facebook. Okay. X slash uh, Twitter. What do you guys call it?
1: Twitter. I
2: call it. I, I still I, call, I, call I, it Twitter. Yeah, I if still If you it Twitter. can type
0: in twitter.com, yeah. it's still Twitter, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. What's so funny X. though is I will say people I'll tell some of my friends like, hey, it's on X. And they'll think I'm talking about the on app. Oh well, yes, yeah. next. Oh. Okay, oh. no, 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 I mean like Twitter. It's onX.
1: <laughs> I wonder yeah. if on X has seen an increase in downloads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah.
2: Uh, nope, over there, Casper with a K too. I got always that's been something since I've been a little kid. Yeah, having to deal with over there too. So yeah, Facebook, Twitter, uh, shit. Otherwise, I put a C. Oh, I noticed on that, our sur- don't worry. show script. Well, oh, why didn't
1: that. you? Oh yeah, DK. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, We're gonna, I'm, used I'm not gonna to be it, friends man. again.
2: Probably not for a while now. So. And Adam's going to be on the podcast now. So, yeah. <laughs> well, i will sound smarter.
0: <laughs> well, no, I give it. You know, Aaron sounds smart. It's just not his smart. take. It's not his take. I memorize. Yeah, never his take. I
1: memorize the tweets and the blog. <laughs> this
0: all started with Aaron text me something. I was like, what the hell? I was like, no, you just, you copied and pasted that from Twitter, didn't you? He goes, yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. It is
1: cool. And then one last thing put a plug in for um, Backyard Dreams and what yeah. that is. So, You're huge on this.
2: So Backyard Dreams is kind of our our uh, charity thing that uh, started a couple years ago. And, I mean, the, a lot of people ask, how did you come up with that name? And I was a single kid, you know, single parent in that, so I was in the backyard a lot pretending to beat Michael Jordan, um, you know, or, or beating the Cowboys, throwing, throwing the football to the clothesline, you know, just daydreaming. Like, I still daydream to this day, and I'm a big believer. But... Like, okay, we're playing in the backyard, backyard dreams. You know, that, and that's because the goal I wanted to have was to help people, a lot of times kids, uh, chase their dreams, chase their passions, because a lot of times kids, you know, they should be able to go out and play football if they want to play football. Yep. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, sometimes now to hear what it costs to go play football, it's like, good Lord, you know, or if they want to go play T ball, let out, they should be able to go play T ball. It's not the kids' fault that they can't afford, you know, something like that. So we wanted to help. Uh, out that way and we've been able to do that and actually tomorrow so we're recording this on a Tuesday but tomorrow uh, with with Christmas coming up here we've we're taking 10 kids um, Christmas shopping oh cool um Mills Fleet farm where we're going over there and they can spend it on themselves they can you know spend it on uh, their family or friends or do a little bit of a mixture but it's 10 kids who again it's it's whether they're coming from a lower income because their parents can't afford Christmas gifts for them or they've got some health, issues going on, but we're going to, we're going to take them Christmas shopping so they can load up over there too. But it's just, it's, we want to, my goals, I've always wanted to help kids out just kind of based off of how I grew up too and and making sure that, you know what, if you, you can chase your dreams, you can accomplish your goals and there shouldn't be something like money that, that deters you from, from doing Mm -hmm. that. If, if there's a little bit that, you know, we can help out that way, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the goal. Okay. For, for backyard dreams.
1: Cool. So you can find backyard dreams where?
2: Uh, Sportsstock1051.com. We got a listing of uh, all the stuff that we've been able to
1: help out over there, awesome. too. Awesome. That's co- so cool, Sweet. man. And again, this is Dan Casper, and you can find him. Uh, online, anywhere. You can listen to him every single morning, no matter where you're located in the world. That's kind of the cool thing. We do have a listener from London. Ooh. Nice. Yeah,
0: he's a Lions fan, though. (laughs) That's too bad. I will say this, Dan, before we wrap this thing up. uh, I think one of the things, just talking with a lot of the people, is how down to earth you are. Yeah, You know, a lot of of sports... um, Sports media people can be very arrogant, and mm-hmm. you're definitely not that. I mean, you're, you're very down to earth, and I think that comes through in all your mm-hmm. shows and, and, and what you do. So uh, I know a lot of the – especially, I mean, the Oakland area is getting bigger. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's good for uh, business like yourself. But um, I think a lot of our local people appreciate just how it's just real down to earth. I don't like that.
2: to – well, I appreciate that because um, I don't like to script anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really don't script anything on there. And I always chuckle when I hear some of those sports people say they're not a fan of a, of a team or anything like that. I'm like, you know what? I can't turn that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason why I like sports is because I was a fan yep. Of, of, yep. of a team. Do some overdo it? Yeah, of course. But that that's one of my bugaboos, too, is when I hear those and that. And I get it. They have to do it. You know, but it's like. But why? Why did you get into it to begin with? Because mm-hmm. you were a fan of somebody or some team over yeah. there, and I'm not smarter than anybody else. You know, I, I just like having conversations
0: with people about it. Yeah, you know, sitting at the bar stool. Speaking of fans, one of my favorite things to do is when the Vikings lose dramatically is go on and try to find the Paul Allen call of it because I yes. cannot stand him. <laughs> <laughs> and they are the worst calls. They're, they're
1: horrible.
2: When I did the, really quick the radio show when they had the Super Bowl in Minnesota, radio mm-hmm. row because Paul yep. Allen had his there, most obnoxious guy there. Oh, really? my God. I, you could hear him over everybody. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like saying, everybody clap for Mike Florio because Florio is a big Vikings fan too. Pro yeah. Football Talk, so it's like, oh, dude, this is not the
1: what did he? This is not the Lions. <laughs> this isn't Detroit. This isn't Detroit. <laughs> when <laughs> Favre threw that interception, I loved it. Couple <laughs> plugs, Aaron. Um, yes, go Shout ahead. out to SRE Gear.
0: Yes, uh, check them out. We have our episode um, on our top six Christmas gift ideas for the outdoor enthusiasts. Check that out. Um, they are awesome. I mean, I ordered the flashlight and it was in the mail later that day. Yeah, I had the headlamp I needed
1: before hunting, and they are in Tomah and Black River Falls.
0: Um, GSO, Gold Standard Outdoors, where I just ordered up a couple of ice fishing rods from them. They're coming um, hopefully in the next couple of days. Get our hands on those, do some reviews.
1: And you can watch that uh, podcast with Joe right here. And then last
0: but not least... not going to te- say too much. Yeah,
1: we're teasing this.
0: This is a, it's King Cooler with a K. King Cooler, like Casper with a K, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a beverage wrap, not necessarily a koozie, but it's like that. Um, we're going to have more information coming out about this, but um, we are now an official affiliate with them, uh, which is really kind of cool because that's our first. But uh, we'll give some more information about uh, King Cooler. Just stay tuned because they they got some pretty cool products. Aaron and I are just trying out right now. Um Kind of test them out so we can give you some information about those. Uh, uh, I, l- I love they
1: got a hold of us. They said, hey, we watched a couple of your videos. You guys like to drink beer. Yep. <laughs> we have something. We have something for you. <laughs> for you. And we think this so. would be a good partnership. And we're like, sweet.
0: Heck yeah. Yeah. So Signed we'll be up. we'll come out with more information and a review, full yep. review on that with some links. But in for the you.
1: meantime, we'll have the affiliate link down below because Correct. if you purchase these before Christmas, these would be a great gift. Yeah. Uh, it helps our YouTube channel out as well. So. You bet. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And again, if you haven't already subscribed, we'd love for you to subscribe. To those of you watching and listening that have subscribed, thank you so much. It means so much to us uh, as well. Okay.
2: Good talk. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah. We, we try it every time. He always got he, it. Uh, yeah, he You're supposed to say, good. see you out there. Ready? Okay. Good talk. See you out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no here. Right. Yeah.